Hey, hello, peeps. Those of you who have been listening since we started in September 2023 with Good Omens will notice a marked difference in the quality of our recording for Buffy Season 1. This is because Season 1 was our practice podcast. Neither of us had done a podcast before. It took us pretty much the whole season to figure out what we were doing, and that included having the proper settings on the microphone, Tori. Mo tried their best to correct what they could during the editing process, but there was only so much that could be done. One more thing... We changed the name of the podcast after we recorded Buffy Season 1. After the introduction, you will hear us refer to the podcast as Shallow Dive instead of Wallowing in the Shallows. We hope it doesn't cause too much confusion. And now... Welcome to Wallowing in the Shallows, the podcast that skirts the perilous drop-off of a deep dive into television and movies. We are academic nerds aspiring to become TV and movie geeks. There are no spoiler guards in the shallows, so listen at your own risk. This week, join us for a wallow in a Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 1 rewatch. Hey, hello, people. Welcome back to Shallow Dive. This is Tori. And Rebecca, and we're here for Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 1, Episode 7, Angel. Angel. <laughs> it's a good episode. It is. It's so much better than the last episode, and I'm working on getting over my anger towards Xander, and I'm on the way. Speaking of Xander, I did notice he does have rather pointy eyebrows. Doesn't he, though? Yes, yes. I don't know if they made them more pointy in the last episode or not but he has really pointy eyebrows <laughs> he sure does he sure does it worked out well for that episode it did all right hit us with that summary okay so in this episode the master sends three goons in plate shoulder mail to kill buffy but angel intervenes and they escape buffy keeps angel safe at her place the master has darla kill the three goons who failed creepy colin looks on Buffy trains with medieval weapons, then kisses Angel, only to discover he is a vampire. Darla tries to reminisce with Angel about the old times, then attacks Buffy's mom, framing Angel for the attack. Buffy is pissed and goes after Angel. The showdown occurs at the bronze, but neither Buffy nor Angel can strike the final blow. Angel reveals he was cursed with a soul after killing a gypsy girl. Darla tries to kill Buffy with two handguns that contain an infinite number of rounds, but Angel kills her. After the bronze reopens, Buffy and Angel share what seems to be a final kiss, and Buffy's cross leaves a burn mark on Angel's chest, though I'm not quite sure on those logistics. <laughs> All right. Do you mean... Oh. Does, does, the, does, the, does the person's neck literally press against the other person's chest during a kiss? I don't think so. Gotcha. gotcha. I think it's more the breasts that touch the chest of the man. And yeah. given also Buffy's height, I just do not think <laughs> this perfect this perfect cross burn would have occurred. Oh, uh, well. As we continue to say, plot movement moment. <laughs> Very, yes, very cleverly, very cleverly placed, I suppose. At first, in fact, I thought maybe he always had that scar. Like oh. he, isn't that the cross he gave her? 
Yes, it is. So at first I thought maybe he just had that scar from, I don't know, when he turned while he was still wearing it or something before he took it off. But Well, anyway. I don't know if we know he ever wore it. Because when he gave it to her, it was in a box. All true. All true. I think we're meant to believe it got burned into him during the kiss. But Yeah, well, you know, and I think it's supposed to symbolize her being burns upon his heart mm, of in, course you know, passionate love that they're going to uh to share star-crossed lovers mm -hmm. once, once again yeah yeah a little bit of romeo and juliet mm-hmm mm -hmm. the bard rears his uh handsome head there we go i didn't want to say ugly <laughs> that's right his was... brilliant head Searching for the word renaissance. I think. Mm, renaissance, <laughs> renaissance head. head. Well, wow. I like that too. I guess that would be 16th century head. Very good. Very good. Whatever. That, I don't so need the, to talk about that anymore. So the omen kid is back. Damien. Mm -hmm. I know when you mm -hmm. said Colin in the summary, I, I wanted to go, no, his name is Damien. <laughs> it's, it's, Colin seems like such an innocuous name, and it didn't seem to happen the first time we heard Colin talk, but by the end, it seemed like they were putting some reverb in his voice or something yeah. to make him sound even more ominous. Well, and I think it was also they were trying to get people to stop thinking about him as a child. Mm. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, if they ever wanted to, like, kill him off or have him do something mean and nasty then maybe it wouldn't be quite so horrific right of having right. this child do it i think i read something about that or heard it in an interview but fortunately i think they eventually give that up because that's terrible i actually made note of that i'm like come on why would <laughs> no other vampire has that reverb to their yeah. voice so why just because it's a child yeah what the kid is with? hardcore though i mean when asked colin said he would annihilate buffy so mm -hmm. they're they're definitely playing with the kid being the real deal yes <laughs> yes he's a evil boy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but the master's looking good as usual <laughs> Yes, though later in the show, it appears like he has very severe allergies because his nose is completely red. <laughs> well, maybe you just uh, drink some blood. Some blood that from somebody who was really intoxicated and it made him really intoxicated. It almost made me laugh. I don't recall seeing that before. I will look for it next time. But I mean, it was red. It was he was a real Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. I was just thinking, master the red-nosed vampire. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, for sure. Yeah, somebody got a little too handy with the red paint, I guess. Definitely. I'm going to make a note, though, so to double-check it on future yes. episodes to see if his nose is as red. But the allergy thing, that, that makes me chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> I did like Darla's fervor when she offers to kill Buffy. And it, it wasn't even like overdone. It, the fervor was really kind of subtle, right? It was really in her expression. Yes. Which I really loved. I thought that was a nice piece of acting. I like how that lays the groundwork. I mean, 
Darla sees what's going on with Angel and Buffy. Right. And as we learn through the course of the episode, Angel and Darla have an extensive history. And so you could see why she would be highly motivated to eliminate her competition. For sure. She was a jealous girl. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I don't think jealous vampires are going to ever be a good thing. <laughs> don't think so. Don't think so. <laughs> what did you think about the scene where the three are introduced? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I couldn't tell, like, heavy metal band inspired <laughs> or Knights of the Round Table inspired with that shoulder plate armor. I was, I, I was a bit at a loss, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a little bit of a weird costume for the three. But I also thought it was kind of funny how they started out the scene with like three skinheads and you're supposed to think they're the three. Mm, Although observation, I thought the red suspenders kind of ruined the. Uh, oh, intimidation factor of the one skinhead. <laughs> and especially since he's the one that runs away first. <laughs> well said, well said. Oh, but, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's weird inspiration for the, the threes uniforms, I guess, is maybe we should refer to them. Yes, they were hard to take seriously until they ended up being quite a handful for Buffy and Angel. Yes, yeah. But that's getting a little ahead of things. Back at the bronze, I just must say, this whole roaches thing was disgusting. And I (laughs) thought it was going to yield something. I thought Mm -hmm. maybe we were going to find out. I I don't know what I thought, but the fume, like the fumigation was going to be somehow relevant. It was just disgusting. <laughs> I was repulsed. Oh, I did like it though when, you know, after Willow steps on a, a cockroach and she basically holds her shoe with the dead cockroach <laughs> on it into Xander's face. Ooh, it was just like, nasty. He, he deserves that after last episode. <laughs> well, he may deserve it, but I didn't need to see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I More chatting it, about the guys. Yeah, I just think they're always going to fail the Bechdel test. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Eventually, I think they do start to get maybe some other kinds of conversations, but <laughs> maybe it's not until they go to college. So it could be a while yet before that happens. Before they move on. Oh, yeah. this does. this is a place where I do have a quote I really like of Xander. Boy, that Cordelia is a regular breath of vile air. <laughs> <laughs> I thought his remark, though, you know, sometimes it's from the 90s and people, I don't remember, you know, thinking twice about it when I first heard it. But his comment that that outfit makes you look like a hooker doesn't really mm. age very well. Agreed. Agreed. Again, thinking about it in the context of the 90s, I think, I don't think anybody blinked about it. I I think you're probably right. Too bad. We do, we do see things that are just of their time, mm-hmm. given, given the decades that have passed. Yes. Yes. I did like 
angel lurking behind the stairs. <laughs> that was hysterical. I have written angel skulking by the stairs. <laughs> the guy I'm, can skulk. The guy can yeah. skulk really well. Yeah. Skulk, skulk and brood. Skulk and brood. Well, actually, I don't know if I should wait till season two, but he has a line, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it now because this reminds me of it. There's a episode in season two where, um, you know, Buffy's like, how do you know all these things? And he's like, I lurk. <laughs> but I use that line from time to time. And most people just stare at me like, okay. So clearly that line only resonates with me. <laughs> I'm the only one that seems to remember it. That's perfect. That's perfect. I'll look forward to it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so I don't know. The brown that brown scene didn't seem to further the story much. Mhm. Mm except to show us that Angel is lurking and watching Buffy. Yes. No creepy factor there. Nothing. Nothing at all <laughs> creepy. Angel really we see some, we see another side of Angel in this. Uh he really starts to smile at Buffy and things. I know we've had groundwork of sexual tension between the two, but yeah. I feel like it's mostly been on Buffy's side. And he really puts all his cards out on the table in this episode. Smiles sure and passes and things he says to her. So we really ramp up about 10 notches in this episode. That is for sure. I think that Buffy's mom might be digging him as well. <laughs> uh, what made you think that? When they were at the house and yeah. clearly Joyce wasn't buying that yes. he was over to tutor history but i think she just seemed like she thought he was a tall drink of water as well <laughs> I... I wrote mom is not mom is not buying it and she thinks angel is hot too <laughs> <laughs> well i i totally agree with the not buying it but i have yeah. to admit i have never gotten that vibe more uh, the vibe i got was more like like mm -hmm. mm -hmm. almost like i can See why my daughter is interested in you. Well, I guess it's the same thing. But it, mm -hmm. okay, let me just retract what I, everything I said about not agreeing <laughs> with you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying that she's going to go after him. Right. I think she just appreciated that he was a good-looking. I was about to say young man, but clearly he is not so as, young. As we find out in just a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> While we're at the house. Yes. One of the things I, I've never understood this piece, right? Because as they talk about, you know, vampires be invited in to a house. Yes. And so what I don't understand is, I mean, those, the three are right behind Angel, right? And yes. Buffy just generally yells something about like, quick, come in mm -hmm. and doesn't specify Angel. Angel. So, why couldn't the three come in? It's a great question. I don't think that's very consistent because they were they were hot on their heels. Yeah. I think yes. that's a really good point. It would have and, been good for her to say, Angel, come in. Right. 
I've just always wondered that. I noticed it even the first time I watched this. And every time I see this episode, I'm like, I still don't understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. I do like that Buffy calls the three the Fang Gang. <laughs> I think that should stick. Fang Gang. It sounds like it should be a song or something. <laughs> For sure. And this is where, this is for sure where Angel just really lays it on thick. And with all this talking, I had to think, how far away is Joyce's room that she does not hear any of this conversation? Yeah. I was just listening to a podcast about Stranger Things, and they were Mm -hmm. saying that they were really appreciative of the Duffer Brothers for exactly that kind of thing, right? Like when, if somebody's in a position where somebody can overhear them, it's very clear that someone overheard them. So like most TV shows do what, you know, they did in this scene in Buffy, right? People are, Buffy and Angel are talking in a regular voice. They've just creeped up a wooden stair that's creaky Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. mom doesn't hear anything about it. Or And particularly when you learn later when we actually do start to see more of the house itself, that Joyce's room is basically right at the top of the stairs. Oh, <laughs> so come they would on, have to go yeah. right past it. Yeah. 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 That's weird. But do that's have... so common in, in television and movies. Totally. Totally. But I'll tell you what, that did not fly in my home <laughs> when, I was, <laughs> when I was growing up. Did you have a story about trying to sneak a boy up to your room? Not necessarily, but my parents could hear my sister and I talking in her room and they were in the other, the other end of the hall, you know? (laughs) So anyway. Oh, I thought we were going to have a nice juicy story there. No, no. I was more the sneak out to somewhere else than the have anybody (laughs) sneak in. I never snuck out. Oh my gosh. I was such a boring person in high school. Oh, I totally snuck out. I <laughs> totally snuck out. I'm not saying my parents didn't know I had snuck out. Because <laughs> <laughs> I always came back, you know, and I didn't get in very much trouble, but I, I did sneak out. Huh. I think, you know, my parents were so liberal with curfews. Like, I never had a curfew. I had a friend like that. But everybody else had curfews, so it didn't matter. I was always home at a decent hour because all my friends had curfews. And do you know what? My friend had two older brothers. Same with me. Exactly. So it was kind of like by the time it got down to her and she was she was a good kid, they were just like, oh, you know, she doesn't need us to tell us a particular time. But she was always the one. It was always the rest of us that had some sort of restriction. (laughs) And she was like, well, guess I'll go home. (laughs) Yeah. What are you going to do? Especially where I grew up, which was that, you know, rural farming community. Everybody else is home. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely nothing to do. Yeah. Really nowhere you could get yourself in trouble. Exactly. Well, Anyway, returning back to Buffy the Vampire Slayer, shall we, do you have anything else about them in the house or shall we move on to the next day? Well, the only thing I have to say is there's such a marked contrast between Angel's behavior in Buffy's bedroom and Xander's behavior in Buffy's bedroom. 
you know, at no time did Angel try to turn around or sneak a peek at Buffy when she was changing. He was a real gentleman, he was. He sure was, and I bet Xander would have taken every opportunity to read that diary, whereas mm -hmm. Angel did not, though mm -hmm. Buffy totally spilled the beans about what was in it anyway. <laughs> I know, that was funny. I'm like, shut up, girl. Shut up. You're just yes. babbling. <laughs> but yes. that was it. That's the only other comment I have about the bedroom scene. Well, and speaking of bedroom scene. <laughs> yes. And speaking of Xander's immature behavior, he's definitely not happy about the sleeping situation. Buffy, oh come on, gosh. wake up and smell the seduction. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, after seven episodes, it's old. <laughs> it is. It it's is. Really We've had behavior. enough. Come on, Xander. You're not getting anywhere. Yeah. Then when Giles says that the three are warrior vampires, I couldn't help but note, indicated by their shoulder plate armor. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the way you can tell. That's the way you can tell they're warrior vampires. <laughs> exactly. That's probably why they... That's probably the only reason they put them in armor. I think so. Is because I think so. It, the script referred to them as warrior vampires. That apparently had some lore behind them that goes back hundreds of years, if not more. Yeah. Vampires, you know, they get stuck in the past. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, come on, be a modern vampire. Wear some camo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm tired of Xander's wigging out about stuff already. <sighs> for, related for to sure. Buffy and, and uh, Angel. For sure. And it's not even the end of season one. Nope. Yeah, I did like Giles' comment, you know, because they're all Willow, Xander, and Buffy are all talking about Angel and so forth. And he comes walking out of the stacks or his office or something. He's like, can we start? Or wait a minute. I wrote it down. Wrong. I think it's like, can we uh, stop this riveting conversation or steer this riveting conversation back to the events <laughs> earlier yes. this evening? He's yes. Like, oh my God, teenagers. Yes. Yes. For somebody who's incredibly weary of teenage talk, he sure hangs out with them a lot. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So that was uh that was that. I got nothing else on that either. Yeah. Then we move on to Darla executing the warrior vampires. At first, I thought maybe the master was going to show mercy, and I didn't think Colin was going to be impressed with that. But no, they went ahead and dispatched them quickly. Yeah, I did like the master. Like, I am weary, and their deaths will bring me little joy. And then, of course, we cut to Darla gleefully yes. taking that vampire. And the master's like, of course, sometimes a little is enough. <laughs> exactly. I just, I like the uh, the master character. Mm -hmm. And I don't, and I didn't at first. I, I remember the first time watching it, but subsequently watching these episodes, and again, I don't know how many times I've seen the series. Um, I just really like the master. He's growing on you. Yeah. Over the years, he has. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Damien, on the other hand, has never grown on me. A.K.A. Colin. A.K.A. Colin. Yep, yep. He's just forever Damien to me. <laughs> it fits, even it with the same dark hair and pasty face. It does. Sorry, kid actor, who's yes. now my age. <laughs> yeah. Jumping ahead to the next scene. I yes. I couldn't help but notice Giles had a new... <gasps> 
kind of protective pad on his chest. I was just dying to see the twister board again. <laughs> and no, it was gone. He did. Now it looks like he has a, a panda belly. <laughs> perfect. I couldn't think of anything, but panda belly is perfect. Yes, yes. I also noticed in that scene, you know, when they're using the uh, quarterstaffs, that Buffy's fight stunt person. Yes. That's what I'm looking for. Stunt person has a terrible wig on. Oh, gosh. I'm going to have to look at that more closely. It was a wig. Mm. I mean, she's doing all that work and the wig is not moving. <laughs> it's like <laughs> either they put way too much aquanet in the white can on that mm -hmm. wig or it was just a really cheap 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 wig with fake hair oh dear oh dear i missed it completely but i believe it <laughs> i was just like wow that's a bad wig yeah so all right uh, no problem shall we Here return things. to buffy's bedroom <laughs> yeah let's get off the really bad wig because <laughs> it's just really bad it's so bad Angel practically materializes out of the curtains. He is so good at lurking in the shadows. He is. So then we have the aforementioned diary discussion. And Buffy just says far too much. And mm -hmm. Angel then lays it on even thicker. I mean, wow. He's just really feeling like he's going to put it all out there right now. Yeah. And... You know how Buffy came up with that, said that A was A stood for Ahmed, not Ahmed. for Angel. <laughs> I laugh I, every time. When when they were kissing, I said, Buffy, what will Ahmed think? <laughs> <laughs> I thought, wow, of all the A names, <laughs> Ahmed. Which I think is what makes it so funny, right? Ahmed. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Agreed. I don't know. Did you do any like research and find any articles about this particular episode? You know, I didn't. Okay. Cause I, I remember this and I, I don't know if it's on the DVD or if I just heard it in interviews with uh, Sarah Michelle, but I did see it in an article. So I was like, Oh, I wonder if Rebecca read this, but you know, this is their first kiss. Mm -hmm. And so they decided to have a bad breath off. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And so they both ate like onions and fish, anything Why? like disgusting you can think of. <laughs> Why did they do such a thing? Well, the, this one article I was reading that had it in there was saying that um, she often would do things like that to make these scenes that are supposed to be super sexy, like less uncomfortable huh. to film. Okay. And so to make them a little bit unsexy. Mm. So, yeah, but I guess she continued to do stuff like that throughout the three years that they filmed together, hmm. which well, I thought was really fun. I I could not tell. And what do you think? So why do you think his vampire face was exposed because like when they kiss at the bronze it doesn't happen mm -hmm. was it just getting too close to a human he just couldn't control himself i think yeah i think so i think it's when 
his emotions are like super heightened Mm -hmm. and maybe you know being at the bronze with lots of people didn't make it that way plus his chest was getting singed his chest was getting singed that might have kept him centered Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so i don't know maybe that's it uh could be could be Okay. okay but they sure do have good chemistry they they do but it cracks me up when he like flew through the window face first and was like sliding down the roof but that scream is so Mm. fake it would be like me trying to do a scared scream that joyce heard yes (laughs) you'd hope so geez because she ran in yeah that's just such a terrible screen and i don't know if you picked this up but later on when joy screams it's the exact same screen oh i totally did not pick that up mm-hmm. wow yeah anyhow well once again giles spending a lot of time with the crew is literally walking them into school <laughs> <laughs> it's like dude were you waiting in the parking lot for him or what Mm-hmm. You're in love with a vampire? What are you, out of your mind, says Sander? I mean an umpire. (laughs) I I did like that cover. I liked that cover when they thought Cordelia heard. Yes. Thank goodness Cordelia's back. But again, it was almost just like a cameo. Oh, it was so quick. She must have had cheerleading cheerleading obligations. (laughs) Must have. But it is a scene where I have pulled my stumper trivia question okay okay i'm ready are you ready for it okay so you know in this scene cordelia is on the rampage when yes i hope you're not going to ask me who the designer is i am that is my question (laughs) oh my gosh i know exactly the scene i can see the polka dotted dresses i feel like one of the names begins with an o but it was not it was not versace or something that sounded familiar to me so i completely put it aside what was it (laughs) todd oldham so i was right about the o you were i'm gonna give you partial credit for that thank you i appreciate it i i i definitely i absolutely remember it and just did not know it are you familiar with that name is it a real designer it is a real designer because i looked it up i was like hey is that a real designer it is or it was i don't know if he's still designing now but i just i mean i love when cordelia is like going on about the problems with free trade happens with free trade agreement (laughs) yes yes (laughs) is this a knockoff she's looking at her tag Yeah, it was a good scene. It was a good scene. Yes. For Cordelia, please. Yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. What'd you think about Angel's apartment? Didn't think much of it. Kind of dreary. Kind of yeah. felt like he was living in a wine cave. <laughs> I guess he likes it dark. I mean, it's true. He he doesn't, he can't have the sunlight. So as, I as was Darla not. Darla demonstrates for us. Exactly. Exactly. And here's where we get this history. We know there's history between Darla and Angel. And she alludes to this curse that mm-hmm. makes Angel different. 
And so I did like, I really liked in this episode how we got this insight in to why Angel is different. And yeah. I like that there was there's connection between Darla and Angel and that in fact Darla's the one who turned Angel into a vampire. Yes. It's great history. And I think Julie Benz and David Boreanis have great chemistry as well. Yes. Which is I think important because if they didn't, it would have been hard to sell that she was so jealous of Buffy. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. she wanted to be the one to kill the Slayer. Yeah. Although I did wonder, Darla, do you really only have one outfit? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, thank you, Angel, for asking what's up with the Catholic school girl uniform. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but that is a super important scene when we start to get some insight into angel's background which of course then we learn more about from giles in the next yes who's who has consulted his books yes and angelus appears and it sounds like angel had a really nasty pass Mm -hmm. past but and that he's over 200 years old and when he comes 240 and when he comes to america he shuns the vampires. And so we have this missing piece about what happened between mm-hmm. Europe and America that gets filled in a little bit later. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just, I really like that too. And everybody's like, why did he stop killing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, then we've got a new skulker in town. Darla's skulking around the library. <laughs> This is right after the scene where I think the master looks like he's suffering from allergies, where his nose is bright red. Oh, yeah. 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 I was just wondering, as you were talking about Darla skulking, I was like, I wonder if that's like Vampire 101. You must learn how to skulk and lurk. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it must be. It's in the Vampire Handbook. (laughs) So then Joyce quite clearly invites Darla in. That was very clear. Yes. Could you imagine if Joyce had actually, uh, well, not even Joyce, but could you imagine if you like looked up at the window in your door and saw that face? Oh my gosh. No, no, that'd be horrifying. I don't want to see anybody's face at my door, let alone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I would probably, yeah, I'd blood curdling scream no matter whose face was at the door if I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not letting the stranger in. That being said, there's a cable guy coming over tomorrow. So if you don't hear from me by five (laughs) (laughs) o'clock, send help. Yeah. I was trying to, I was also thinking like, if I heard, like when I, when there's a scratching at the door, right? And Joyce is looking out the window and then she opens the door. You know, I'm sitting here going, don't open the door, Joyce. Mm-hmm. I was like, would I open the door to check? If it was the daytime, yes, but I'm not sure that I would if it was nighttime. I have the little peephole through the door. I'd be yeah. peeping through that. Yeah, if I for couldn't sure. see anything, I wouldn't take it any further. If it were out my back patio, then yeah. You would go out? My balcony, yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody can get up there. 
Well, Hopefully. yeah, it would be hard to get up on my balcony as well. Oh, yeah, harder yours than mine. And I would probably <laughs> just think, why is that squirrel up at this yeah. time of night? Because <laughs> I do see squirrels on my balcony from time to time. Yeah, if it was on my balcony, I would not first think it was human at all. Or vampire, vampiric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd probably go raccoon or, or squirrel. Yeah, yeah. Boy, we get off on some really stupid tangents. We do. We do. So, but rain and that might be in. one of our best ones. <laughs> rain and, for rain stupidity. And <laughs> for ranked number one in stupidity. <laughs> Raining it back in. Joyce is in trouble. Yeah. This was very disconcerting. And Darla really successfully set Angel up. Mm -hmm. Clearly, well, Joyce saw nothing. So. <laughs> I was thinking about, dude, during this scene, did you notice there was a trickle of blood I on did. Joyce's neck? I did notice that. So I either... didn't see anything on their face. You know, right. Darla didn't have anything on her face, but there was a mark on from a from a barbecue fork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So either Luke was a tidier eater than Darla. <laughs> Right. Or they figured out, oh, yeah, we should probably we have should some blood running have... out of those puncture wounds. Yes, yes. This was almost the trivia question I set for you, oh. but I didn't. Oh. We heard Buffy give her address. Yes. And so I almost, that was almost my question, but it's not. But the address is 1630 Ravello Drive. Yes. That would have been a Did good you... one because I always forget her address. Nice. Well, I didn't pick that one, but <laughs> I thought about it. Now, if you ask me that as a trivia question ne next week, unless I go back in my little journal, I won't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. We're off to next. The hospital? Yes. Where Xander's shirt looks like it came off a curtain rod? <laughs> <laughs> And of course, that immediately brings up for me the Carol Burnett Scarlet O'Hare. <laughs> nice. Oh my gosh. Amazing throwback. Oh, what percentage of people even know what you're talking about? <laughs> A few people, if they are also not the target demographic of these shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, still oh one of gosh. the best comedic scenes yeah. from the 70s. For sure. If you don't know what we're talking about, go to YouTube. Type in Carol Burnett, Scarlett O'Hara. Yeah. And you'll and you'll see one of the just just things. keep a close eye out for a curtain rod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's and a little subtle. If you don't see it, then go to an optometrist. <laughs> That's right. Then you didn't watch it. <laughs> they did successfully make Joyce look quite peaked in did. this scene. She did, did look rather iron deficient. Yeah. So glad they yeah. were able to boost up her boost up her blood count. Yeah. And I do like the fact that they also had her kind of question when Giles came in, who are you? Are you a doctor? Yeah. Although I, I think even when they, you know, she learns that he's the librarian instead of going, well, that school really does care. I think I would have been like, okay. But, and why are you here? What are you doing sniffing around my kids? <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so <laughs> time for the crossbow. Yeah. She's very happy about that. She's uh needs to do a little work with it. Do you think she like jumping I'm jumping ahead, 
because it's now popping to my head, you know, when she shoots the crossbow at Darla and hits her in the stomach. Yeah. Do you think that was deliberate? (sighs) I don't know. I mean, it's clearly she deliberately misses Angel Mm, when she first shoots at him. Absolutely. And speaking of shooting the crossbow, we got to back up just a little bit. So not when she shoots Angel and misses. But my trivia question mm. has to do with before going to the bronze, okay. after Buffy picks up the crossbow, she nice. shoots the crossbow and it strikes a poster on the wall. And my question is, what does that poster say? That's a good trivia question. <laughs> and I am clueless. It's in pretty big letters, but it goes by really quickly. It says, smoking sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was a good one. Thank you. Thank you. But then she proceeds to casually just walk through town with a a crossbow. (laughs) (laughs) Sunnydale Police. Mm -hmm. Smartest Mm -hmm. tax. Mm -hmm. Is that the same smartest tax? Sharp as tax. Sharp as tax. Sharp, sharp as attack. You're sharp as sharp attack. Sharp as attack. It yeah. actually is a compliment. Right. It means you're really sharp. Right. And but hopefully my tone of voice <laughs> helped belay. Exactly. Correct. That it was saying absolutely the opposite. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh gosh. Oh, uh, here's my note. Has fumigation at the bronze started yet? I was still waiting for payoff about the cockroaches. But... Yeah, I was wondering that too. You know, it wouldn't be a problem for Angel and Darla, but it would have been a problem for Buffy. Agreed. But evidently, didn't matter. <laughs> so we find out that Angel bit a girl in Romania, I think, and her father cursed him with a soul that seemed so i don't know brothers grim or just so perfect Mm -hmm. right this Mm -hmm. was such an excellent curse that even though this father is long since dead angel still walks with that mark it really was the right punishment for the crime yeah i loved it i really a, loved that piece of it's lore. a brilliant form of punishment mm-hmm. to live yeah i mean i can't imagine being having your soul restored and having to live with all the really terrible things that he does yes so yeah that was cool and i was really i was super happy that angel actually used the term romani yes instead of instead of gypsy yes yes yeah although he does use that when buffy's like huh who what yeah he he tried yeah tried yes yeah that soul becomes very important Mm. as as the series moves along well i will look forward to it yeah but we are getting close to my very favorite line in the whole episode right because you know xander willing Giles show up and uh and Darla's has now shown that she was once again lurking. Yes. And Darla's like to Buffy, you know what the saddest thing in the world is? And Buffy goes, That hair on top of that outfit. 
<laughs> I was like, snap. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Dar I love that line. Darla almost gets her back. I mean, mm. I don't know that much about guns, but these were hardly weapons with a whole chain of bullets. What is yeah. a what does a revolver have at most? Ten? I don't know. I don't know how many times Darla shot without reloading, but it was a bunch. Yes. The props master here fell down on the job. Yeah. I don't know. Now I have to look it up. What pistol holds the most rounds? Please hold. I'm going to say it's not more than 12. 17. Oh, but that okay. ain't it. That, that looks like a nasty handgun. Ew. These like were guns. these were unremarkable. These were not that big. But holy cow, did yeah. she shoot a lot of times. Yeah. And mostly very poorly. Yeah. But that's good to know that the top end is 17. Yeah. I don't think that's typical. But. Yeah, that's, they, that's according to this place thing called the nationalinterest.org. I don't even want to look up any more about it. Yeah, no, very good. But but sometimes when they spin the chamber and things, I, I think it's commonly maybe six. Well, there's something called a six shooter, right? Right. I should, I should stop talking because I know so little about this. But what I do know is she shot more times than is humanly possible with well, that type of gun. Maybe her vampire speed let her reload while we didn't see. Perhaps, but she sure didn't get out of Angel's way fast enough. No, she didn't. <laughs> she didn't. And I thought it was, I don't know. I just, I've always kind of disliked the fact that they bring Darla in with these guns. Mm -hmm. I'm like, really? And I hate that she's like, come on, Buffy, take it like a man. Another line that doesn't age very well. No. But. Uh, and like, then we lose Darla. I mean, I do. Darla. I did very much like her character. I think mm -hmm. she added. We've had her since episode one, scene one. Mm -hmm. And now she's gone. Yeah. Rest in peace, Darla. Yep. And the master is none too pleased with losing Darla. Seems oh like she was a real favorite of his. Talk about a hissy fit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Colin still has ice running through his veins. And now I really heard the reverb in or the overlay with a lower voice or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. Oh, that Damien. Uh, yeah. So Nothing I but trouble. Killed him off and left Darla. <laughs> <laughs> so then we finish up with Angel always watching her, the final kiss. Mm -hmm. And uh and my last line is Sheesh, that cross really left a mark. <laughs> Now I was like, you know, I don't think I've ever paid close enough attention to see if there's actually a cross scar on his chest post this burn. Right. But maybe we that, should, we like should be on cross alert. Healing. Yeah. We should we check need, that out. Yes. We need to be on cross alert and we need to be on Rudolph the red nose master alert. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to check that out. But again, I don't know. Are vampires supposed to have special healing powers? Yeah, I bet it's I bet it's temporary. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why we know it happened then and wasn't from an earlier 
time. Yeah. Um, him wearing the cross or something. Yeah. I wondered how many days after this scene happened, right? Because there is no sign that the shootout at the OK Corral occurred <laughs> at the bronze. <laughs> well, they had the fumigation. So maybe they thought it was the cockroaches going crazy, <laughs> you know, running for the hills and just boring their way into the wall. Because Darla must have gotten off at least 50 or 60 <laughs> rounds. Oh. I'm, so, I'm just like laughing because I have a mental picture now of cockroaches going wild. Cockroaches going crazy. Oh, uh, which reminds me of X-Files episode, but I'm not going to go there. Okay. Well, do you have anything else to say about this episode? I don't. I mean, I, I appreciate this as something that r was really needed, right? To establish yes. mythology for the show. Yes. And I like that we got to learn about Angel. Yes, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit myself. I guess that brings us to awarding the Golden Stake Award. Yes. Which I am going to once again, mine is really becoming an in memoriam, but <laughs> I want to give it to Darla. Oh, that's what I was going to do as well. Ups up to Darla. Yeah, I've she enjoyed, really I've enjoyed the her plot run. along this yeah. this episode yeah i like also that you know they she gives when she's talking to joyce for the first time and you know joyce is like well i thought willow was her study buddy mm -hmm. or something and and darla's like oh she's the uh, civil war and i'm the revolutionary or the war of independence yes era because of my family, which is really kind of like a hint, right? I think for a little bit of Darla's background. Yes. So. Which, which would have been interesting to find out more about if maybe the master made her or right. who knows. Right. Um, I'm glad I, I almost asked that as the trivia question. What was Darla's expertise? So I'm ah. glad that one, that one you would have had in spades. Yeah, that I really, I really considered a few different options before <laughs> settling on smoking sucks. <laughs> I only did the one. I actually thought that you would get it, right? Cause as much as I've talked about fashion on the show, I don't <sighs> know. And it's interesting you say that. I, even rewound that scene because I wanted to hear exactly what she said about the free trade. <laughs> but again, since it was a designer I had never heard of, it just didn't land. And I didn't write it down, obviously. <laughs> well, some things catch our attention. That's right. And some things don't. It's true. It's really true. Well, Excellent. Enjoyed debriefing this one with you. Yes. Ditto. What's up? Do you know what the next episode is called? I don't. I, Robot, You, Jane. Oh, interesting. Yes. yes well, I look, yes. I look forward. I look forward to discussing that one next. Sounds good. So okay. that's it for now. All Bye, right. Everybody. Thanks for listening. Shallows is created and produced by the both of us, edited by Mo. The soundtrack for The Walling in the Shallows, Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 1 Rewatch, is Apache Rock Instrumental by Sound Atelier. 
available on Jmendo.com. You can send us feedback at witstvpod at gmail.com. That's W-I-T-S-T-V-P-O-D at gmail.com. Subscribe. And subscribe. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Like and subscribe.